Joining us now is a special guest, Carla Miklos. Carla has played a critical role in ending chronic homelessness in Connecticut, working tirelessly to change the way homeless individuals and families are served in Fairfield and across our region. She joined Operation Hope in 2007 after working for the Connecticut Housing Finance Authority as the manager of the residential lending division. She is a long-term advocate for affordable housing, homeless prevention, and economic opportunity. She was instrumental in creating the Community Development Financial Institution, CDFI, focused on providing access to savings, credit capital, and financial education to underserved populations. Carla, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, so, you know, tell us a little bit more about yourself beyond the bio in terms of how did you become a leader and homelessness advocate? And, and like, why do you care about that? You know, <laughs> it's a great question. So I, um, I think there are a couple of things that come into play. So the first one is I had a long career in financial services and I was very, very fortunate to um, work for um, a large financial institution that um, created a lot of innovative products and services and then would spin them off and sell them to feed their main businesses. And so I worked for this organization in um, asset management and um, uh, default management. And I, my division that I worked in, I was purchasing default, defaulted portfolios, mostly real estate, and then reselling those to investment bankers. Mm -hmm. And so my job was to mitigate their losses or to see if we can make them a profit on some of that. And so through that effort, I learned a lot about eviction, foreclosure, and really the devastation that happens in communities where um, disinvestment happens and businesses move on and just the effects of that. And I started thinking, all these skills I'm building could really help my community. Um, but, you know, the opportunity didn't present itself. And then the large organizations so sold the spinoff. And um, I found myself lucky enough to make a change. And there was a nonprofit in Bridgeport that was running a small um, homeless prevention fund. But they didn't really know anything about running a loan fund. And they didn't know that much about homeless prevention. And I happened to have that unique set of skills. So I approached them and at first they were totally disinterested. You don't have an MSW. We don't know who you are. You don't come from our world. But I was persistent and begged them to hire me for like 25% of what I had been making. And um, I was just lucky enough to walk into that job and really change the way they saw financial education for our community and um, how to create opportunity, which dovetailed with a whole conversation that was happening on the federal level about helping people cross the economic divide. So the timing was really great to have an opportunity to do that. It does sound like a story where you're in the right place at the right time. With a good dose of persistence, you made a big change. Yeah, I think it was just so fortunate. I was just so lucky to do it. And, you know, I had, um, I've grown up with parents who were very much social justice activists and probably were a little disappointed when I went into financial services. So I kind of righted that ship a little bit for my family. And I think what I, I hope what I accomplished there was just opening that conversation that everybody deserves an opportunity to build assets, to have access, and um, to really work on preventing homelessness, which I did with the help of Karen Brown and the Fairfield County Community Foundation. And so it's nice to be on the show with her. She was with me right in the beginning. Oh, so it's interesting as a story that you were a financial engineer and like looking at spreadsheets and so forth, and then you 
kind of empathetically realize there's people behind these numbers. <laughs> there's actual <laughs> yeah. people, you know, and exactly. and then you felt into that and you, you started caring about the who was on the other side of the the engineering. You know? right. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you say that because young people today don't even realize that economics is a social science, right? And it's about how money affects people in society. So um, I think that, that that path I took is kind of an example of recognizing it's all connected. You know, money for just money's sake is, is money, but what it can do to um, influence change in a community is tremendous. Great, great. We're listening to Carla Miklos from Operation Hope here on WPKN, Van Central Radio. So let's let's uh, click on the present moment. Sure. And what is the state of hunger and homelessness in our community now? Well, you know, it's an interesting question. If you had asked me this before the pandemic, we were really on a, a great trajectory to, to really resolve some of these problems. But the pandemic brought a lot of things to light, and that really was um, how close people are to, you know, really struggling. And the loss of jobs, the isolation, it's really um, opened our eyes to a lot of things. So, for example, we run the food pantry for uh, town of Fairfield, and when the pandemic first struck, we weren't even sure how we would be able to handle that. And thanks to the uh, emergency response team in town, my staff, we figured out a way to continue to provide food. And luckily we did because with all the retail and restaurant industry barely making it, all those people who worked for those companies and those, those stores and those restaurants were finding themselves without a paycheck. And so providing groceries and helping people over that that sort of hump was really, really critical. So you, did you see like a market increase in demand from your base level? Absolutely. Like, like, like a like 60% a- increase. It was dramatic and fast. And it was people that might have never imagined that they would have needed the services you provide. Absolutely. Right? And, and through, you know, through the pandemic and now in this recession that we're dealing with, we're still seeing that. And we're seeing people, you know, come to us feeling very awkward about needing help. And we tell them right away, this is why we're here. We're here for you. I started putting signs all around town, reminding people we're open. We're here for any resident. We don't ask a lot of questions. If you need food, we have food. So when we, let, when we say we, we is Operation Hope. Can you tell us a little bit more about Operation Hope in terms of what are what are the priorities now for Operation Hope and how can people who are listening get involved potentially? Oh, great. So we, we do a lot of things. And um, so basically our goal is to end hunger and homelessness right here at home. And we do it through a series of programs and services, including uh, homeless outreach, um, so we've got people who are going out on the street and looking for people in need and building rapport with them and helping them think about possibly making a change. And then we have people called navigators who do the intake to get them into our uh, coordinated access network. So you may not be aware, but across Fairfield County, we've um, combined all our continuums of care. So all the homeless service providers work together to set policy and best practices um, and streamline the process for people getting help. So I have a team of navigators who do those intakes for people who are experiencing homelessness to get them quickly into the system and assess how we can help. Can we divert you from homelessness altogether or do you need to go through, you know, the the whole system until we can get you housed? Now, is a navigator uh, a a volunteer position or uh, I'm just wondering, say somebody wanted 
could somebody get the training to become a navigator for Operation Hope? How did, how would that work? You know, or is that not available? It's not available us? now, but it's an interesting question. We've been talking about figuring out ways to have volunteers come out with our outreach team and give out water and meet people that are out there to really understand the problem and maybe support our navigators in the work that we do. So I think over the next year, uh, assuming the pandemic starts to wind itself down appropriately, I think we'd like to develop an actual training school where people can come in, volunteers can learn more about us and actually get a credential that we'll create for them to learn how to do some of this work. Now, on Thursday, May 19th, we'll be having a very important event at the Longshore Inn uh, to bring, to gather all the friends of Operation Hope and have a little music and food and so forth. Maybe, uh, I hope you're as psyched about that as I am. By the way, Eric Kalb, the drummer that we were just talking to, oh. he's the drummer on that. I was hoping and we you'd have, say that. we have cultivated a list, a, a, a playlist of like the best disco music of this funk music of the 70s which is his specialty and you know close to my heart but tell us a little bit about that event and maybe why don't you give some social media handles so people who want to learn more about operation hope can get in contact definitely so we're super excited you know we've we haven't had really any events um over the last two years and um we attempted to have an event with you this summer that we couldn't pull off. And so we're really, really happy to be with Band Central. And um, I just know it's going to be fabulous. And it's an opportunity really for people to just enjoy themselves and socialize in a safe space and, and just hear some great music in a beautiful venue and just hear a little bit about what we do and why it's important. And I think we're all ready for it. Yeah, it's time. And it's I time. so May 19th, keep your fingers crossed for good weather because at the Inn at Longshore, it's a beautiful view. So mm-hmm. we're looking forward to it. And it gives me an opportunity um, to speak to people who hopefully already care about what we do and remind them how important that work really is.